The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. Your host is Jackie McLennigan. In this program, we'll show you how to make your marketing plan work by helping you stand out and become a bigger player in your industry. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jackie McLennigan. Hello and welcome to to today's show. I am here today with a man named Michael Hunter. And this is going to be a really good show because we're talking a lot about... um, content, branding, ads, things like that. And this whole show, if you're listening for the first time, if you've been hearing it for a while now, it's really for those authors, speakers, coaches, small business owners who want to put more zest and personality into their marketing and into their content in particular. Because I believe that the more that your client gets to know you, the more they're going to get to appreciate all of the wonderful value that your unique style and flair can bring into their life as well. So welcome, Michael. I'm happy you're here today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Good, good. Um, so what you do, and I'm going to just take a little look here at your bio. You currently help experts, authors, speakers, and coaches establish their personal brand and develop a sound online marketing strategy and execute successful product launches. Is that sound like you? <laughs> That's better than I could have said it. <laughs> That's exactly well, what we do, yeah. Perfect. And so how do you do that? How do you go about doing that? Well, basically what we do is like today we work with a lot of the the big names, um, big name authors, speakers, coaches, people that have had successful track records. But we've also worked with a lot of people that are just getting started. So it really kind of depends on on where they're at. We look at what (laughs) they want to accomplish and we kind of reverse engineer uh, some, some strategies and tactics to help them uh, you know, launch their book, get their message out to the world in a bigger way, uh, you know, create, uh, create and monetize their, their message, uh, create online courses, mm-hmm. basically any type of, of, of way to, to monetize what somebody knows. So some of our clients, they've, you know, been working in their careers for 20, 30 years and, uh, they're, you know, they, they don't want to go into the office every single day anymore. They want to create that, um, extra stream income or, or start their own business. So it, mm-hmm. it, it really just depends on, on kind of our, our client who we're working with. But yeah, um, yeah. product launches and online courses and all that type of stuff is what we do on a daily basis. I love it. I know you work with a lot of big names now, and I don't know if we can name drop it. Maybe we will later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, totally. uh, Fun. yeah, yeah. We'll talk a lot about that. And also, you know, I'd like to know how you got started with this, because I know that back in the day, you were a content and social media marketing manager at Infusionsoft. And so you had to make a lot of decisions around what content would be put out there and how to optimize that content and actually how to promote it, right? So can yeah, you tell us yeah. a little bit about what that job was like and how... Yeah, was that kind of the foundation for what set you up, or you know, tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, actually, that that's a, a really interesting 
uh, step in, in my career. Um, and it was a really tough decision. I've actually been an entrepreneur since I was 17 years old and actually started my marketing company uh, almost six and a half, seven years ago uh, while I was still in college. And uh, I was actually an Infusionsoft partner and had my own marketing company working with Infusionsoft customers and had a really close friend of mine that um, actually, uh, you know, recruited me to go basically kind of put my business, uh, you know, on, on pause a little bit and actually join the Infusionsoft marketing team. Hmm. So uh, just to kind of use some more background, uh, one of the reasons why I started my marketing company uh, almost seven years ago was actually because I, was, um, I wanted to be an author, speaker, coach at some point in my life. I, I admi- highly admired Tony Robbins and um, later actually uh, really, really um, resonated with Brennan Burchard and his messages. Um, and just how he conducted his life and the quality of content he produces and just the overall person that he was. Um, mm-hmm. And so I actually started a Facebook page um, back before businesses could even be on Facebook. And it was a personal development Facebook page called Right Mindset Daily. And I started posting positive things there, but I uh, kind of realized that when you're an 18-year-old kid broke in college, like, you know, nobody really wants to listen to your, <laughs> to, to you telling people how to live their life. So I was like, all right. It so was great cool. today. <laughs> I'm feeling great about my, my Mr. Noodles that I just bought because I can't afford Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so I kind of like realized, okay, I got to kind of, uh, you know, put, put my time in, pay my dues and, um, maybe my thirties that I, uh, you know, people actually listen to, to how to live their life, but what was something that, that I can do now um, where I have a lot of credibility, and that was, you know, anybody that has a, a computer problem or an internet problem, they turn to, you know, 18-year-old or college student, or now it's like they're they 14-year-old. Yeah, 14, you're a little old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. He's a little old, you're a little outdated. We need to get somebody, you know, who's got a 12-year-old handy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I started an online marketing company and realized, okay, uh, in order to be an author, speaker, coach, what's one skill set that I'm going to have to be really, really good at to sell a book that I'm going to write someday, to sell an event that I'm going to have one day, to you know, do all these things that I want to do, being an author, speaker, coach, and it all came back to marketing. And not only is marketing an important skill set for an author, speaker, or coach, but it's one of the most important skill sets in business. So I uh, basically started my marketing company in college and um, it's, uh, we started doing online marketing, uh, primarily social media marketing for small businesses, and that was right when Facebook opened up other platform for business pages. So mm-hmm. um, that was kind of how we got our start and then kind of evolved from there. And then, you know, for the last three years, we've worked only with authors, speakers, and coaches, helping them get their message out to the world in a powerful way. Um, and helping them build their platforms and their personal brands and their content strategies, mm-hmm. uh, building their social media following, generating leads, ger- building their email list, all sorts, uh, all, all the important things that you need to do to you know be a successful and uh, a successful author, speaker, coach, if they and build a lucrative business around it. Because right. there's a lot of people who have written a book 
or speak from stage and have a big impact, but there's a lot of people that haven't uh, figured out how to dial on the business side of it yet. So that's what yeah. we help people do. I love that. I know that in um, 2010, you started up this company called Paperplane, and you had this, uh, one of your biggest, your first big clients was the uh, Soundwave Music Festival in Tempe, Arizona, and you did a lot of really cool stuff with that. You got something like 1,800 plus Facebook likes and 1,700 clicks to the ticket sales page in like three weeks, and you spent nothing. (laughs) It was yeah. 100% creative organic marketing. That is amazing. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah. Um, so, you know, also to kind of curb that, that was, you know, like again, back in 2011. So especially with the changes in the Facebook algorithm and the reach of pages these days, a lot of those things, uh, a lot of the things I want to talk about won't get as great results, but will de- definitely work. Um, yeah. So, uh, you definitely might have to spend some money these days, but um, essentially, it was a music festival. It was the first time that it had ever been done in Arizona. I mean, it, anywhere, but it was a big music festival in Arizona, and our client essentially spent a load of money getting in all of the DJs and the, the big name artists to come to the event, and didn't really want to spend too much on this new Facebook uh, social media thing because back in 2011 it was still kind of this oh Facebook's a fad mentality um, <laughs> so we just had to we had to uh, pull together some creative marketing strategies uh, to use Facebook primarily um, as a marketing tool for the event so we drove 1600 um, clicks and you know sold um, hundreds and hundreds of tickets from uh, from Facebook alone, and that really came down to having some pretty strategic Facebook contests. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had like an image contest, we had a video contest where people had to submit uh, images, videos um, to, in order to win free tickets, in order to win a free VIP upgrade. Um, and the interesting thing was like for a video contest, yeah. Um, the, our, our client actually spent, I think, a couple thousand dollars to create to have this video company create a promotional video uh, for the event, and we put this video contest up together, and the person who won the video contest created this amazing promo demo reel, like for, for the event, like a promotional video for the event that was better than the one that they paid thousands of dollars for. <laughs> so that's hilarious. That, that was a huge, huge learning moment for me because, um, you know, again, you just provide the opportunity for somebody to creatively express themselves and do something they love to do, and that trumped spending thousands of dollars trying to create this promotional video. So yeah. that, that's kind of one of the things that, uh, one of the big learning experiences for me from that was that people will amaze you if you give them the opportunity to creatively express themselves. So what kind of creative ways can you provide the opportunity for people in your community and your ecosystem to contribute some of their self-expression, some of their passion in a way that's mutually beneficial? Mm, that's a really that's really interesting. So basically what you're saying is you're trying to get 
if you're a business owner or you're a coach or speaker and you want to get some engagement with your audience, you're basically saying you need to create this platform or this space for them to be creative. <laughs> it's like creativity inception. You got to be creative thinking about how to do that so that they can be creative. <laughs> Is that kind of what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and do it in something that's, that's mutually beneficial. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of times we yeah. try to do marketing promotions or uh, run contests that really only benefit the business or, you know, in, in our case, really only benefits the author, the speaker, the coach. Uh, you know, hey, I like my page. There's nothing really in it for the actual person um, to do that. So like my page for no good reason whatsoever, but hey, I'm trying to get my algorithms up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I love that. So what are some ways that people could maybe um, create that? uh, I can't say that word. Repercosity. Say that word for me, Michael. (laughs) Repercosity. Mutually beneficial thing. (laughs) Reciprocity. Um, there it is. Reciprocity, people. I can't reciprocity. say Reciprocity. There we are. <laughs> Good job. I knew you could do it. Um, I that happens to me all the time. Like I, there's just, I, I want to say all these fancy words and they just never come out. Anyway, um, so it really just depends. And I think it, it's one of the biggest challenges that we face as authors, speakers, and coaches in this age. Um, it ultimately all comes back to listening to your audience mm. and really understanding who they are, what drives them, and ultimately why they follow you as an author, speaker, or coach. I think mm-hmm. that a lot of times people get into or, or are attracted to being an author, speaker, or coach um, because they can do it from wherever, whenever. They don't have to go into an office every single day have their uh, extra bedroom commute, you know, they just have to walk down the hallway and work from their extra bedroom. Um, And the glamour of it is that you don't have to, you know, air quotes, deal with people. And I think that it's one of the mistakes. (laughs) I love that. uh, Air quote, deal deal with people. (laughs) Sorry, I just love that. Uh, And it's one of the mistakes that I I see a lot of author speakers and coaches make that are just getting started is that they have this illusion uh, or the pipe dreams that you just get to, you know, sit behind your keyboard and make money or make money while you sleep or while you're sipping on a Mai Tai, uh, sitting on the beach. But in order to actually make that reality, it takes a lot of work. And, it, and a lot of times it takes picking up the phone and calling your followers, calling your customers, uh, buying a cup of coffee for them, going to their coffee shop and sitting down across the table from them and, and having a conversation with them. Um, so that's just one of the things that, that we see a lot is that a lot of people just don't take that extra effort to really understand or get to know their target market or their best customers, and they tend to hide behind the keyboard a little bit. I love that. I'm writing that down. So basically, um, you were saying to create something mutually beneficial, listen to your, to your audience, who are they, what drives them, and then get face-to-face with them and feel that energy and, and really get to know them like people. Yep, exactly. Oh, I love that. That is amazing. Um, You know, another thing, too, and I completely agree with you, I think people have a lot of, I'm going to say, air quote, intentions. And the intention is, oh, I'm going to write a book. Oh, I'm going to do start a podcast or I'm going to make these videos. And 
you can have snippets of ideas and you have all this. I mean, usually an author, speaker, coach is pretty creative person as as a rule anyways. But it's sometimes there's all these roadblocks that you don't see coming, like things like create, getting creative and making content, <laughs> being disciplined yeah. enough to make content because that commute to your extra bedroom can be really long if you don't feel inspired that day. And also yeah. the technology can get in the way a lot of times. Do you think those are some of the major challenges that you hear? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that just creating the content is a hurdle. Yeah. I also think that the people that do overcome that hurdle and end up do creating the content often make the mistake of creating the wrong content. Yes. And then, oh, yeah. then when they don't see the results right away, they get discouraged. And then they get mm-hmm. super apprehensive to go and write the content again because last time it didn't work so well. Yeah. Um, and that's one another huge mistake that we see a lot of, of new authors even existing like prominent authors make is that they forget that they're serving a customer right? mm-hmm. and, and that it's at the end of the day, it's a business principle of filling a need in the marketplace. And whether yeah. that's a product, whether that's a book, whether that's uh, an online course, whether that's a monthly subscription, whether it's a single blog post, is that really what needs to be written? Is that really the, the, the product that needs to be created? Is that really the online course that needs to be created? And are you focusing on all the right things? Mm. Um, or are you focusing on what you think is important as the author, speaker, and coach? I think that's, as, again, that's another big, a big challenge for this industry because, I mean, nobody wants to be an author, speaker, and coach if they don't have a little bit of an ego. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, you like to be in the limelight a little bit. And so we always, you know, it's really easy to think that you know what people want, and especially if you have a lot of expertise within a specific field. Like you've been in, a, you've been in X field for 20 years and you have all this expertise. Oh, you, you, like you have this inclination that you know exactly what people want, um, and you might actually be right. Mm-hmm. You, you, you might actually know what people need, but it might not be on their awareness level yet. So one yeah. of the principles that we, we talk about is sell people what they want, meet them where they're at, and then give them what they need. And that's one of the biggest challenges that, that uh, we see people make is that they, 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 they spend too much time selling people what they need, but they're not even at that level of awareness that they need it yet. Uh, that is a, an amazing point. And I also think it's, oh, man, you said a lot of good things we have to talk about when we come back from the break in a minute. But I definitely want to circle back to that idea of creating the wrong content because I personally am a content machine, Michael. I make a lot of content and I throw a lot of content away, too, (laughs) (laughs) which is okay. You know, it's okay because um, sometimes these things can get resurrected and snippets of them, or maybe they're just an idea that's not completely developed. But I do, when we come back from the break, I want to talk to you a lot about um, if you have any suggestions or a path of how people can save themselves a lot of time and effort because creating content is a challenge to start with. How can you do this strategically? And like you said, write what needs to be written. So we're going to come back in just a, a minute or two here, and we're going to talk about that. So be right back.
comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you find yourself working tirelessly to keep your business going? Are you finding out that you don't have time for family, friends, any kind of personal life whatsoever? It's time to stop feeling trapped by your business. Tune in to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. You'll hear from guests that will help you work on your business instead of constantly in your business and get your life back while the business keeps running and humming. Reclaim Your Freedom airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel, and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in right now, I'm here with Michael Hunter. And Michael is a very inspiring young entrepreneur who I've had the great honor of listening to him speak at several occasions on some very big stages, including um, many Infusionsoft events where he was, in fact, a former employee and running their content, their social media, their creative design department, or I don't want to say creative design, but really a really cool part of it. Um, And Michael is now working with a lot of authors, speakers, and coaches, and some really big names. Um, people like Brenda Burchard is one of them, right? That's a that's mm-hmm. a huge, huge <laughs> that's a huge name in this industry that you've been working with and helping them develop uh, strategies to get more exposure to uh, build that social media following and I love that and I do want to talk a lot about how you build how you build a great social media following if you are that um, in that industry but before the break we were talking about and it was fascinating to me that creating of the wrong content so creating content's a challenge what what do people do like what would pe- somebody do to avoid this pitfall and not make so much content that they can't use and I know you were talking about it coming down to um listening to your market, but do you have any kind of system for people to do that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I developed this concept called the content marketing GPS. 
Um, and it's just a little easy framework. Uh, it's like the four turns uh, to uh, <laughs> turn-by-turn directions to creating a, a content marketing strategy that works. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll definitely share that with you. But ultimately, it comes back to creating content that helps people get results um, and not creating content just for the sake of creating content. One of... What do you mean? I created some really good things. I I created, actually, it does have a result. There's one thing, just so you know, if you go on my website, everybody, has nothing to do with exposure and business, but if you've ever wanted to get revenge on somebody, I have a really great blog called The Psychological Benefits of an Elaborate Revenge Plot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sorry I made it. I'm not. (laughs) Sorry. Results don't have to necessarily be be, uh, ROI focused. You know, you could write a funny post that, like, the the benefit of it is literally just making an extremely funny joke that's relevant to your industry or to your customer base. So, yeah. Um, it, results don't always have to be, like, oh, all business and, you know, help everybody make, you know, as much money as they possibly can. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it just has to be something that, that, again, is of value to your target market. One of mm-hmm. the One of the most... Well, I think one of the biggest hurdles and the biggest place where we see people go wrong when it comes to creating the right content is in their online courses. Oh. And uh, it's, we actually have a process that we created called Course Accelerator. It's courseaccelerator.com. Uh, you can go there and, and learn more about our process. But essentially what our process is, is it goes back to asking your customers what they want. Um, and that's what that process it is designed to, to walk somebody through. I'm going to interrupt you. Specifically. Sorry. Yep. Sorry, I want to interrupt you. How, how can you do that? I mean, people are, they don't want to take surveys. They basically, I mean, you got so many people going, tell me what your biggest business challenge is, and we don't want to answer, right? Because we know that they're just going to market to us. How do you do that? <laughs> very, very good question. And again, it kind of comes back to the philosophy that I mentioned earlier. Um, actually just getting on the phone with somebody, sitting down for a cup of coffee with them, um, and treating it as kind of a, a, co- a, a short 15, 20-minute coaching consulting question where you ask mm-hmm. very specific questions, you extract information. What are their biggest pains? What are their biggest challenges? What is the thing that's keeping them up at night today? And what, are they, uh, what, what do they foresee as their biggest risk or their mm-hmm. biggest long-term challenge? And so you ask these specific questions in a way where you're really serving them and you're mm-hmm. helping them through some um, of their, their the, the, the current struggles in their business, but you're extracting a ton of information to go build your course from. Um, mm-hmm. And so one of the biggest mistakes we, we see people make is they look at people like Brennan Bouchard or Marie Forleo or uh, an Evan Pagan or a digital marketer, Ryan Dice, or I mean, it, you, you name it, any industry whoever the leading person in that industry, and they think that in order to compete in their industry, in order to create uh, an online course about digital marketing, that they have to have more content than Ryan Dice. And actually the exact opposite is true. People want to get results. (laughs) People want to get results. And so if you can create a process that's extremely streamlined, and you can get people from where they're at now to where they want to be in the shortest amount of time possible, in the shortest amount of video time possible, um, with the shortest amount of steps possible, that's actually more valuable. So we actually, uh, um, 
you know, one of our philosophies is, is that, uh, you know, your, your course content, there's a point of diminishing returns where your course content isn't more valuable just because there's more content. Because there's actually more content that they have to sift through to extract the actual, you know, golden nuggets that we call them in order to get the results that they need. So the, the, the shortest amount of time, the shortest amount of steps or streamline that you can help people go from where they're at now, point A, to where they want to go, point B, that's your course, that's your process, that's the content you create. So going I back to that. your original question um, about creating content and, and the process for that, the content marketing GPS, that's a process that I developed in order to create strategic content on a weekly basis for your blog, your video blog. Um, and so, the again, it's the turn-by-turn um, directions on how to create content marketing that gets results. The first turn is... Uh, before before we go there, before... I want to ask you, and I want to really hear this, but I want to ask this question before I forget, because I love, love, love what you're saying. And that whole streamlining that process in your online course is, um, it makes so much sense because even today, I was trying to find out how to do Twitter cards. <laughs> and I had a amazing, I won't even name them, but they're one of the big guys who does a lot of marketing. <clears throat> I had access to some of their material and I was like, I'm going to go and shoot the place up because I can't get through all this information right now. You know what I mean? I just <laughs> want to know how to do this. So I love that. But on the other side of the thing, people hear me talking on this show, and I always say this, and I might even have to eat some of my words here, but I always say the person with the most content wins. And I don't mean that in your online course. I mean that in your exposure campaigns, being out there all the time. What, can you talk to that for a quick second? Am I just like, <laughs> what do you yeah, think? Of no, my- I, would, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, okay. I also think that there's also an extremely delicate balance between quantity and quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it comes back to, are you creating useful, helpful, uh, valuable content that is really helping, that is really providing valuable to your target market or are you just creating content because every Thursday at two o'clock you're, you have your video camera set up or it's your writing time and you're just creating content just to create content. Absolutely. Mm. To your point, you know, obviously the person who has um, a, a nurture sequence set up an infusion sauce for 365 days of highly valuable content that's being delivered once or twice a week or once a month or whatever it is. And it's constantly in front of, uh, in front of their leads and in front of their prospects, that person absolutely 100% uh, will, you know, be more successful from a brand perspective, from a revenue perspective, um, than somebody that isn't producing content or is haphazardly producing content, um, you know, once every other month or once every six months. I I love that. I mean, I'm actually going to just reiterate that point because it's so. I think it's. It just really hit home for me because I always say that the person with the most content wins, but I want to put the framework around that now that that's in getting exposure and nurturing your clients and staying top of mind. But what you're saying, and I love this, is create um, your information products and your books and everything that's going to produce results for people. So have a streamlined process so they can get from point A to point Z in the quickest amount of time. Love it. 
That's yep, a good one. Exactly. That's a good one. Okay. Yes. Let's hear about your GPS and the four turns because that's also yeah. Awesome. And so that's that's the other aspect of this. There's there's creating strategic content, which is creating the right content, and then there's also strategically creating content, which is more about the process of producing content. Um, and we've all been in that that time period where you have to use my example earlier, you have that uh, Thursday at 2 p.m., you have two hours blocked out to write a blog post, and you go sit down at 2 o'clock, and you're like, oh, dang, what do I write about? And you spend 30 minutes researching a topic, and then you go check Facebook, and then an hour later, you're like, oh, my gosh, where the heck did I go? Like, like what, what happened? I only have 45 minutes left. And yeah. you end up not getting that blog post done. So a lot of effective content writing is done in advance of actually writing the content and you have to be prepared. And so uh, that's what the GPS allows you to do. So first of all, the the very first step is coming up with a list of relevant topics um, for, for, for your target market, for your business. So let's just talk about, let's just use speaking for an example. Mm -hmm. So relevant topics for speaking are how to market yourself, how to put together an effective presentation, how to um, maybe like the, um, I guess guess more like the the back-end sales of... Yeah, selling from stage. Yeah, yeah, selling from stage, you know, persuasion or uh, how to tell your story. So all these are different topics that are all, fit to a bigger piece of the puzzle, but all relevant to... Uh, being an effective speaker. Um, mm-hmm. So you have that list of topics, and I like to start with 10 different topics mm-hmm. uh, that, are, that you have a list of those. So the first turn of the content marketing GPS is turning those 10 topics, each one of those topics, each one of those 10 topics, turning that into three headlines. Okay. Is, is that the first part or the second part? <laughs> I'm writing this down. That's the first part. Okay, so coming up with a list of relevant topics and turning them into headlines? Yeah. So that's the first turn is is taking your, so first step is create the list of 10 topics. The first turn is turning those 10 topics, each one of those 10 topics into three headlines that is going to be the headline of your blog post, of your video. And this is uh, these turns that I, that I'm that I'm talking about. I do this in a in a three or four hour block of time. So mm-hmm. the point here isn't to be precise. It's not to have the exact headline that you're going to push public when you hit publish on your blog post. It's just about brainstorming and getting ideas down. So mm-hmm. the ten topics are extremely important, but as far as the turns are concerned, it's just about getting ideas down on paper and and getting a head start on your content creation. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so that's awesome. How long does yep. that usually take you when you're doing that? When you, I mean, it doesn't take you three or four hours to come up with that list of 10 topics. Correct. Well, so it's not oh. a 10 topic, it's the whole process that I'm going to keep oh. telling you about. So we we're only at step one, we've got three more steps. That whole process is, is three to four hours. So, and, with that three, and three to four hours sounds like a lot, long time, but if you do this right, this three to four hours sets up your, it sets yourself up for six to twelve months worth of strategic direction in your content production. Yeah, and what about because I actually um, I have 
lists and lists of things that I have to write about. I write a lot of blogs, but I get inspired by things that happen to me in my life as well. And that becomes, um, you know, for an example, I mean, I talk about this a lot, but I went and I did the trade game, you know, the red paper clip where you, uh, the guy traded for a house. Do you know that story? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I did this one time as a kind of a joke. It started off as a joke at Icon and I traded a plastic egg up to a cell phone and it was a great experience with a ton of learning in it. And I wrote a really long, (laughs) probably way too long blog post, but it was a long story. Um, But I get inspired to add those kind of creative pieces into my writing. What do you think about that? Is that just because I'm creative or is it something that people should be doing in and amongst this more strategic content building, if you know what I mean. No, I think that that's amazing. And there's a lot of different avenues that you can take that story and make it relevant to your audience. So even like in the context of the example that we're doing of being a speaker, it's like one of the most important aspects of being a speaker is being persuasive. So Mm -hmm. clearly, when you're going around and you're trading your plastic egg up for a cell phone, you have elements of persuasion so it's 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 about it's not necessarily about everything having to be super businessy like you can definitely have these creative (laughs) elements but it's all it's always about tying it back to something that's relevant and something that's tied into a bigger picture so it's so funny ultimately this content marketing gps concepts you have your topics you have all of these different headlines the the next steps that we'll talk about all this is is building momentum to generate traffic and interest and awareness into a course on speaking, into a live event that teaches people how to speak. So, like, you have that as kind of the the rock of your business, and this content marketing strategy is what's giving you direction on what to create on a weekly basis, what to post to your social media channels on a weekly basis, and Mm -hmm. generate interest and awareness for something that actually generates revenue. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to skip back to that because you were talking about persuasion and that plastic egg. The really interesting thing about that is that I thought I was being really persuasive with this one person. I was giving the speech of my life. I was like saying to this guy, if you trade me, because I had a book and I wanted his Bluetooth. (laughs) I said, if you trade me this, this is a game changer. You will be part of something bigger than yourself. And, you know, I'm I'm giving this speech and he's like (laughs) smiling at me and I'm like thinking in my head, my, I'm nailing this. I'm literally killing this speech. I'm so good right now. But then what I realized was that he had been watching some of my shenanigan videos and I didn't know this because I didn't know him. (laughs) And so really what I had done was I wasn't being super persuasive. I had just used, I primed him with all of the other stuff I'd been putting out. (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? That was a side note. I, I just think it's a funny part of the story, but but I love that. Um, I don't want to get jumping into the next uh, step two because we're going to go to a commercial break in a minute here. Um, right. But just to kind of recap, we're going to go over the four, what do you call them, turn points? The four turns of creating a content ma- content marketing strategy that gets results. I love that. And you have this information somewhere or you have some information on courseaccelerator.com? Yes, not on Content Marketing GPS. That's on a process to creating an a online course that sells. Right. Okay. So, but they can get they can get familiar with you and all that stuff on Course Excel. That's the best place to send them. Um, yeah, CourseAccelerator.com is a great place, or my website, MichaelRHunter.com. I have a blog with a lot of information on how to create effective content there as well. 
Yeah, I love that. I think that's great. And just a little plug here before we go to commercial break. If you're in um, Scottsdale, October 21st to 23rd, you're going to want to come to the Pure Potential Speakers Retreat where Michael Hunter is going to be there and he's going to be talking a lot about some great ways to build that social media following, to build creative content. And he's a really nice guy, a really really smart guy. (laughs) You're going to want to talk to him. So come on down and see that. And we'll be right back after this break. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Do you feel overwhelmed by money? Not how much you have, but how to talk about it? We face financial decisions every single day that can change the game for us. Listen for Making Money Fun with Shanna Tinjum. You'll learn more about what you can do with your money and ultimately what it can do for you. Don't cower under a rock about investing in personal finance. Talk about it with your family, your friends, and more. Listen every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back. If you're just jumping in now, we're with Michael Hunter, and he's going over his content marketing GPS strategy. He's going to talk about the second step. If you're just coming in now and you missed the first step, haha, you have to go back and listen to this entire interview again. And you're going to want to because there's a lot of tips and good stuff that he's been giving us. Michael, why don't you take it away and give us the next um, step? <laughs> All right. So the next step in the content marketing GPS is turning your headlines into outlines. So just to reiterate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go back and recap, Jackie, so we'll give the people uh-huh. who are just joining us now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the first step was turning topics into headlines, and then the second step is turning your headlines into outlines. 
So, again, first step, 10 bullet points. Each one of those, or sorry, each one of those 10 uh, topics, you create three headlines for each one of those. So now you have 30 headlines. Mm-hmm. Now, next step, which is step two, is... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Each- I want to re... Sorry, can I-, yeah. I was actually missing something. So you have 10 topics, and each one of those topics, you make 10 headlines. Sorry, three. Ten, oh, three. Okay. And then now you have 30 headlines. So you have okay. 30 headlines for different blog posts that you can write. And what I do here, so it's basically, this is 30 weeks worth of content if you're producing one piece of content every single week. So that's over half a year. Yeah. Um, if you're producing, and, and again, you can start with 20 topics and then do three of those, and now you have 60, and so that's over an entire year worth of content. So we're, just for this example's sake, we'll stick with 10. You have three headlines for each one of those 10 topics. That's 30 headlines. So this next step, turning headlines into outlines, in this brainstorming period, again, we're still talking about doing this all in one sitting block, one time period. I actually go through, and for each one of those out, each one of those headlines, I'll actually create a short outline. And what I do is I actually create three to six bullet points on things that I can talk about on, as it relates to that headline. I'll also think about what lead magnets do I have that are relevant to this topic and make a note of that. I'll also t- like think about what calls to action do I have. Do I have a product that's related to this so that, that I can draw a hyperlink in this blog post? And then the other thing that I think about when I'm creating an outline is what other posts are relevant to this that are in my list of 30 headlines so that I can start <laughs> linking my content as I create it to other blog posts. So I'm yeah, I love that putting, too. That is a good thing to do. Yeah, People so love about that. Yeah. Putting together an effective presentation, uh, I want to link to uh, one of my other articles on how to be persuasion, persuasive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll make a note of that as well. And so Can what I I'll add do something? Is I'll spend, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Um, I've been, because I've heard you do this before and I love this so much, I actually have added on. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. what I do is say I have a topic or a headline or something and I'm out and about in my in my day and I see something cool, I either videotape it or I take a picture of it because adding that simply into my blog post has made it so much juicier. Images. Nice. And I'm going to say this. I just made this up. A picture is worth a thousand words. I just made that up. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Sorry. So yeah. So you, so you're you're collecting this data and you're taking one headline. I've got three or six uh, bullet points. I've got other relevant posts. I got some images. What else? Um. So again, the the point of this isn't to have all of this 100 percent perfect. It's not to like de facto have every single other post you're going to link to in this blog post ever. It's just again, just getting some thoughts down on paper so it's a rapid brainstorm session so don't spend mm-hmm. more than five minutes on this per post and I would say three minutes if possible it's just a mind dump on this topic that you're an expert on mind dump what are some of the things you can talk about the whole point of this is to sit down for an hour or two and just mind dump all of these things that will give you a starting point so that when you go to create that piece of content, you're not starting flat-footed, you're not sitting down and being like, oh, what do I write about today? You're actually you know, starting from this little outline that you have of things that you can talk about, questions that you have, resources that you know that you want to, um, to, to go look up. You can mm-hmm. make notes of that. 
um, as well. So you just give yourself a head start to, to give yourself a, some, some momentum when you go to write that post. So now you have 30 outlines for a blog post. The next step is turning those outlines into the actual content. That is obviously done outside of this block of you know, strategic development when you're sitting there creating all, you know, brainstorming all of this content. So that's mm-hmm. after you outline all of those posts, that's kind of the end of this three to four hour block of time of brainstorming and setting yourself up for success of creating strategic, relevant, and useful content. Mm-hmm. And, um, to help with that, I'll just do a, a little shout out here to an ebook that I just wrote called Creating Content That People Crave. And I think that this process is the absolute structure to it. But I have a, a f- more of a creative process where you take um, uh, just how you would add more spice into your content, right? So I'm really good at adding those little stories and anecdotes. And I think that people, when they get this really structured, great content that gives you a lot of results, it's sort of that spice. So if you go to my website, purepotentials.com, it's a big blue button and you can just download that free ebook. I'm just like, I think that people need to get sort of creative with that that part of it, right? So outside of the structure, that's what I think people sometimes miss, right, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely don't want to have every single piece of your content be extremely left-brained and analytical and process-oriented. Definitely want to weave in stories, and those are some of the things that you can even uh, take note of in one of those, you know, three to six or you know, seven bullet points or whatever you have. Oh, I have this awesome story. I want to make sure I talk about that. So that's part yeah. of, part of that mind dump as well. So um, uh, great. I love that. Love that. So the next okay, cool. the next step. Is, is is turning them into actually turning the, the topics into actual content, and then as after you create each one of those blog posts, the final turn is turning your content into more content. So uh, recycling your content, leveraging your content in a strategic way. So you have a blog post that's the seven steps to becoming an, an effective speaker. Those seven steps can each be a Facebook post, a Twitter post. So that's that concept. Of the, the, the last step is turning your content into more content. It's, okay, what have I already created and what can I uh, do to get more exposure to what I've already created by getting it out there um, uh, more than just posting at once? I think that's yeah. one of the biggest pieces of leverage that people have who already have a blog and have been doing it for a while is they think that they have to be on this continuum perpetual uh, process of creating more and new content when sometimes it's just as effective to post something that you've already written or, or a video that you've already created and just actually market what you already have. So how, so say you write this blog post, do you, when do you resurrect it? Or, you know, I know you dissect it first, <laughs> right? You take it, mm-hmm. you extract all the, the different ways you can put it out there, but then when do you bring that back? Is there sort of a rule of thumb or just whenever you feel like it? Uh, I think that it really depends on the cadence of your new content creation. Uh, you should definitely be posting content every single day across every single platform, um, typically three days, uh, three times a day on a Facebook page, and you can post seven to ten times a day on Twitter. Um, so what? it kind of depends what on. What are you saying? The- <laughs> are you kidding me? Seven to ten times on Twitter, like, um, and that. So you're on your Facebook page, your personal Facebook page, or, or not your personal, your business Facebook page. You're saying three times a day? 
Yeah, absolutely. Morning, afternoon, and evening. And any specific thing you think people should be posting? Um, I'm a huge believer that it's less about, um, I mean, ultimately it comes down to just quality content. I don't think that, I don't think you can ever, across any platform, you can never post too much um, as long as your content's relevant and, and highly valuable. Um, and not buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think where people get turned off is when um, the content becomes, what kind of becomes annoying is when it becomes un- in- invaluable to you. So there's mm-hmm. just that balance. But especially on Twitter and the way that the Facebook algorithm works now on pages, um, nobody's seeing your post. So the o- only way to get more people to see your post is by posting more and actually uh, amplifying the exposure of your content with paid ads. Yeah. So that's a huge thing that we're uh, a believer of with Facebook nowadays. Is, you, know, you spend all this time building a following on Facebook and you're spending all this time creating this content, put a few bucks behind every single post so that people see it. Um, so and then posts, going back or, to Twitter, posts or ads or both? Um, you can be a little bit more targeted with ads, um, but Facebook's definitely improved their boosting capabilities. Um, so I would say if the Facebook ads platform intimidates you, then boost it. But if you can run ads, then, then do ads. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I love Twitter. this. Yeah, sorry. Twitter, yeah. Oh, sorry. Twitter is extremely, very, very uh, real time. So posting seven times a day on Twitter won't annoy anybody because your tweet shows up in someone's news feed for maybe three or five minutes and then it's oh. off. So that's why posting on Twitter, you can do it more often. So obviously we're not all creating five new videos every single day. So that's where recycling content comes into play is just, you know, every single day having a bunch of uh, to your existing blog posts and writing them in a way where the the content that you've created in the past isn't time sensitive. It's not really referencing anything that's happening in the news or anything super timely where people read it and they're like, oh, wow, this is really outdated. This was created six years ago. Um, <laughs> so it's also kind of having that, that level of conscious um, consciousness when you're actually creating the content to make it evergreen and make it so that it lasts a really long time. Oh, man. You know what? You have so much information. I wanted to get into so many more things with you, like um, getting some of that, building that social media following. So I'm thinking I'm going to have to have you back for another episode because you have so much great information. Um, if you want to get in touch with Michael, you should, first of all, because he's he's brilliant. He's got a great company. Um, where would they go ahead and find you? You can reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Michael R. Hunter. Or you can go to my website, michaelrhunter.com, um, and connect with me there. And okay. those are the two best places. Y'all, if you have any questions for me or want to reach out to me by email, my email address is michael at michaelrhunter.com. Love it. Well, I really appreciate you sharing this with everyone because content is a struggle. And um, getting that personal flair and your branding into it is something that you're very, very good at. You help big names. You help people starting out. I just love it. Thank you, Michael, for sharing everything with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back on at a future time. I think you have to. We have too much to talk about. <laughs> talk to you soon, yeah, Michael. Sounds good. All right. Take care.
Thanks for joining us this week on Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. We're here live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your host, Jackie McClinigan, can't wait to bring you another show next week.